Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. About this guy, this is like Howard. I don't remember if I shared it. I shared it with some people, but not everyone. But um, it was really interesting. He's a young Estonian guy. He's, a, he's in high school or going into high school. And he said, you know, my family doesn't believe, but I do. And I'm like, what? What, what would make you believe, but your family doesn't? And, uh, and he said they took a trip to Rome, and he went to the churches, and they went to the Vatican. And he just started thinking about God, and he's like, no, I think I believe in God. Wow. And uh, and so I just I just share that and, and some of these stories that we've heard here, like even the one with Mitch, like the guy just asking the right question. I think one of the big lies is that nobody's open here in this yeah, country, right. you know, um, or it's you know, too hard to find people, whatever. It's just not true, right? Like that's not the truth, and, and that, that doesn't give God a chance to work if we believe that. And so just an encouragement to not believe that. Um but uh, we're talking today about focused mission. Okay. Focused mission. Staying on the mission. Um, persevering in the mission. Um, and, and really staying in touch with God's plan for all of humanity. I don't know how you are at staying focused, just in general, in life. Um, we have a million stimuli around us all the time, and yeah. sometimes we just willingly subject ourselves to yeah, those yeah, stimuli yeah. Yeah, right. in our phones. Um, demand, they, they like demand our attention. They're like little vampires that live with us all the time, just trying to get as much attention as they can get. Personally, I also struggle with focus. I think I have like ADD or ADHD or something. Um, like, if we were worshiping, but Mitch also had these cool videos on, like, I'm like... <laughs> I can't, like, take my... I'm, like, really distracted by that kind sure. of thing, right? Um, I have to tell myself to focus a lot. Like, Dan, come on, focus. We got this. Um, with my past two disciples, Kaido and now Tom Newley in Madison, I've had moments with each of them where we're in a D time and we're out and about somewhere, and, and they have to ask me, Dan, Dan, are you still with me? Like, are you listening? Like, what's going on? And I have to explain, yeah, I am... But my eyes catch everything. My eyes are, they're always going around. They're always looking at things. It's just um, the Holy Spirit, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Focus can be hard even when we want something. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it can be even harder when that process of what we need to focus on or stay on is hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that, that can be difficult. Or when there's some delayed gratification, when it's not immediate, yeah. it can be tough. Um, I think we process the mission as delayed gratification. Or if we're not looking at it in the correct way, we process it as no gratification. Sure. Wow. Right? Like, there's no point to be out here. It's just stress. It's just work. Yeah. Um, but success on the mission is going out and being on the mission. That is success okay. in the mission. Right? In doing that, we are obeying Christ and making God proud. That is success in the mission. 
Success in the mission is not just getting a number or getting a visitor. God controls all the results in our lives, mm. right? What our world has told us is you control the results in your life. And if you read the Bible enough, what you're going to see is we don't have any control of the results, right? God directs the course of our lives. He brings in the results, right? Mm. God anointed David and yet sent David on a course with David with, hey, um, am, I, am I really the chosen one? Because sure. this, is, this is wild. No one else is on a journey like this. What's going on, right? David didn't control the results in his life, right? You don't control the results in your life. That's why just obedience to God and doing the things he tells us to do is so important. Because you don't know when he's going to work through you, when he's going to use you. Um, so the thing that we do control when it comes to the mission is if I go out on the mission or not. Okay. That's what we control, right? Am I going to obey God or not? So how do we stay focused? And what focus should we have? So I want to learn from Paul, who is obviously the most mission-focused brother ever. Let's go to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. We're going to read 8 through 20. Not a little story here. <clears throat> Jay, you want to read it? Yeah. Cool. Um, Acts 14, 8 through 20. It says, uh, In Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates, because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to him. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed into the crowd, shouting, Friends, why, what, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews from Antioch came and Iconium uh, came from sorry. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. So this is a wild day on the mission field, right? Yeah. Any of us get stoned recently? Oh, that's maybe a bad question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what kind of stone? <laughs> this is a bad day on the mission field. <laughs> um, a crazy story. A wild story, right? They're, they're out there, and they're having what we would call success. They, 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 they had won some people over, but then it gets out of control, and they mm -hmm. start to think that they're gods. And, and it ends up with Paul having rocks thrown at him until the Jews think he's dead. Wow. 
the Jews were like professional stoners, right? They knew how to stone people. They knew, they, they didn't just throw a couple of rocks and be like, all right, that'll teach you. you know, if they were stoning someone, they did it for the purpose of killing. Um, what could make Paul then go back into the city where he was just stoned to preach the gospel? What on earth could have happened? What on earth could be inside of that guy that he would say, you know what, I'm going right back where they just, they just all killed me. They all decided. That they came together as a group and said, we're going to kill this guy. What could happen? Um, we're not going to dive into this full concept today, but you can read 2 Corinthians 12, where Paul talks about a man who went to heaven. And, uh, and, the, and the idea is Paul did die. And he had a little interaction with Jesus here. And Jesus showed him heaven and the eternal prize and, and helped Paul to refocus on what's truly important. So that even after being killed, he remembered, but, but there's still a mission. But there's still a job to do. Um, if anyone had an excuse to get off the mission, it's Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, they just killed me. God, <laughs> they stoned me, man. I'm taking a break. I'm taking a little vacation, all right? <laughs> but when Paul remembers the greatness of the eternal story, and where all of this ends up, he gets right back into all the madness, ready to go again for God. You know, in sports, if a boxer has a bad round or an athlete has a bad game, they can't dwell on it. If they do, their future performance is going to suffer and they're going to do worse. Right? We have to put some of those hard moments behind us. If we have a tough reach out or when we hear a no, we can't dwell on those things. And I think that's Satan does a really good job of getting us to do just that, to dwell on that. Ah, Last time I went out, I got like six no's, and it was so discouraging. And we let those things build up into a place where we can't be used by God, right? But we got to keep fighting the good fight. So how do we stay focused? How, how can we, right? If, if God doesn't exactly give us a vision and take us up to heaven and show us some miracles, how do we stay focused on the mission? First, fix your eyes on Jesus. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Um, we're going to read uh, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles live with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, Mm. so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm. So, what the, the writer of Hebrews is teaching us to do is to set our eyes on the things Jesus set his eyes on. What did he set his eye on was the joy that was coming through the cross and after the cross and what that would mean for for all of us and and for God's plan, right? And I think we were really good at not doing that. We're really good at not focusing on what Jesus focused on. 
right? Mm -hmm. We get so distracted by all these things and we make them seem so big, but really we have one job every day. And that job is to focus on what Jesus focused on, to to be like him. Um, He's our pioneer, like this says. He went before us. He fought battles we are fighting, Mm -hmm. right? But we don't turn to him. We try to do it ourselves. We wonder, ah, why am I losing? Ah, why is this hard? We have to connect with him daily. That's what it means to fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. How can I go out into the battle of light and darkness without Jesus? What do I expect? What do I think is going to happen if I step into that ring with with forces that are bigger than me? Mm -hmm. Jesus helps us refocus, right? Whenever I'm struggling, I've had many, many moments of struggle as a disciple over these years, I go back to the first book that I read in the Bible, and that was the book of John. And John is like a reset for my heart and my soul because it shows me Jesus. And it was where I first connected with Jesus. And so that's my suggestion to you. If you feel like you're in that place, is go back to the place you first connected with Jesus. Mm. Where is that? Where, what was that? What convinced you to live this life? Because it was probably Jesus. And go, go back to that and get that inspiration again. Mm. Um, Jesus helps me stay focused on the mission. Fixing my eyes on Jesus helps me to remember all of his goodness and everything I've been saved from. And it helps me also to remember what the world did to me. The world chewed me up and spit me out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to that. I want to save people from that. I want them not to have to go through the things that I went through. So each day, try to remember why you fell in love with Jesus. Why you said, I'm going to follow him. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's what matters. And that's how you can stay focused on the mission. Second, fix your eyes on the unseen glory. Fix your eyes on the unseen glory. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. Nick, you want to read that? Sure thing, Dad. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that will far outweigh them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Hmm. There's a great victory in store for us. There's something that's so far beyond anything we can understand. Like. Think of the most beautiful thing you can think of. Think of the most luxurious thing you can think of. Think of the, the most amazing place on this planet. And, and it will pale in comparison to what is coming. Sure. Wow. Right? There's nothing. We can't do it. It's just it's empty words. I, I don't even have the words yeah, to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. what's coming. Right? But this is a real motivation that Paul used and taught people to use in living this Christian life and staying in the mission. Right? Um, our world is really good at making things seem like this. that's heaven, right? Go to Instagram, all of that's heaven. You can look like this, and you can experience life like this, and you can get this and this and this, and you can have that, and then that's heaven. And, th- and that's like not even 1% of heaven. Wow. Right? And so we, we have to just remember that we're just being lied to on a daily basis. That's right. That's right? right. We're being lied to all the time on these temporary things. We have to remember that there's something beyond this, right? And so that even helps me when I'm out sharing my faith. Okay, it's going to be weird and awkward. He's going to think I'm crazy, but I'm, I have to see beyond this person. 
to what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. I need to share this with him because he needs to hear this because something greater is coming mm-hmm. or something worse is coming. <laughs> Depends which side of the ball we're sure. on. Sure. Um, we have to remember God's promises about the victories that are coming because the Bible is full of those. It's full of promises for us that we can hold on to. Just by going out and just by sharing our faith, results or not, you're earning treasures in heaven. Mm. That You're obeying Jesus. You're earning treasures in heaven just by going out and doing it. Right. right? You can't earn those treasures in heaven sitting on a couch. You can't earn them watching TV. You can't earn them scrolling through your phone. But you can if you get out there. Sure. Um, we got to leave the results to God, and if he gives, he gives. But we fix our eyes on the prize. And I think Jesus and Paul, they made a point on this. That we have to stay as focused as we can. Remember in, in another scripture that Jesus asked for workers to go out in the harvest field, right? How will we ever hear, well done, good and faithful servant, if we stop serving? If we get off the mission? How are we going to hear that? What did we serve in? What did we do, right? Our faith and our perseverance, they make God proud. And so much of what God is going to do is unseen. But we can imagine what he'll do, and it's going to be beyond our wildest dreams. So let's remember that when it comes to the mission. Third point, fight to win. Fight to win. Remember that there's winning and losing in this battle. First uh, Corinthians chapter 9. First Corinthians 9. Uh, we're going to read 19 through 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 27. Gabby, you want to read that? Yeah. 19 through 27. Yeah. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew. To win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law. So I myself am not in the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win the weak. Mm. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share this blessing. Mm. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes to the strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Mm. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No. I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Mm. Paul was fighting for that crown that would last. Crown. Like I think it's really cool imagery, and we get it multiple times in the Bible about a crown that's coming for those who, who make it to heaven with God. I, I think it's really cool, it's really beautiful, and I think it's 
maybe beyond our understanding of what exactly all of that means. But we see Paul's attitude towards this. And I think we also see Jesus' attitude towards this. That Paul, Paul fought to win. Jesus came to win. Uh, he didn't fight aimlessly. He didn't just say, oh, well, we'll see what happens today. I don't know. He had a goal. He had a mission. He had a focus. And he made himself a slave to win as many as possible. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? To me, I think that means that he put himself second and he put others first. Right? Mm-hmm. Such a hard thing in our world today. When I'm thinking about me on the mission field, I don't do very well. Right? I, I get discouraged. I don't have courage. Like, I, uh, I'm not brave. But when I'm thinking about them, then, then I have a little bit more. I'm like, hey, I, I need to do this for you, for their sake, not, not for my own. Um, but Paul did all this. Paul, this, these scriptures are true because he put the first things first. He put Jesus first. We have to remember that Jesus is incredible, and he's our Lord, and God's eternal glory is worth more than any moment that we can have here. God's eternal glory. So how do you fight when the mission gets hard? Do you fight when the mission gets hard? It's not just a question for right now, but it's something we have to figure out for our whole lives, for the span of our lives. How do I do this? Right? Because I need to learn how to do this today if we go out into a park and share our faith, but I also need to learn how to do this when I'm 95 and I'm rolling around in a wheelchair at a nursing home sharing my faith with other 90-year-olds, right? This is a skill for our entire lives if we've decided to be a disciple of Jesus, right? So we have to figure this out. How do we do this? There's not just a moment where we can turn it off. And I think sometimes we've seen that. Sometimes we've seen older disciples that don't get out on the mission anymore. That's, that's not what Jesus called us to, right? So we have to reconcile, how do I do this for, for the rest of my life? And I think also, Paul remembered that we have an enemy. And he wants everyone to lose. Right? Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Let's remember which team we're on. And let's remember that there is winning and losing in this battle. We have to stay focused on the mission because there's never going to be a shortage of people who need to hear the gospel. There's an abundance. There's an overflow of people who need to hear the gospel. And we can't wait around for someone else to do it. There's billions who've never even heard about God, right? Who's going to do it if you don't? Don't let that discourage you, but excite you, because that is what God has called you into. He's called you to be a part, a piece of his team, a worker in his field. Someone, he's like, hey, I want to take my power and my spirit and work through you. That's incredible. That's wild. What do, what do we do to deserve that? That God wants to work through us. We did nothing. <laughs> but he said, I want to, I want to work through you. Um, plant seeds of Jesus. You don't get to control how the seeds grow. Just plant seeds. You go plant seeds and you leave that part to God. God will do it. Trust in him. So as we continue on, let's just stay focused. I want to be on the mission. I want to always be on the mission. I don't want to have the moments where I just forget about the mission. And undoubtedly, I believe God will bless it if we do that. And we keep our eyes focused on Jesus. We 
keep our eyes focused on the eternal glory, that bigger thing that's coming after all this. And if we fight to win. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Too busy saving souls.